Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply this is Shane Lyons, Athletic Director at West Virginia University and Associate Vice President. You're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. I'm joined by... Jeremy J.N. Phoenix. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is pop culture. That is pop culture. Pop, 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 pop. Hit him with a J. Today we are going in on a teacher. Now, this is not a typical teacher story. This is like a teacher that I've never I've never heard of anything like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You explained it to me. I read the story. I need you to drop it for them. Let them know what was going on. Teacher in China is sentenced to death. Death? What does a teacher have to do to get sentenced to death? Well, I'll tell you. She had a dispute. Her name was Wang Yun. She had a dispute over student management questions, Jeremy. <laughs> Please tell me there's more to just student management she questions. A, she had a dispute over student management questions with her rival's class. Now let's talk about this. First of all. I say, I also say, pump your brakes. Let's just stop it right there for a second. Stop right there. Why does a teacher have a rival? What is West Side Story? No, that's what I'm saying. Like rivalry, just to say rivalry is something different to say somebody she didn't like, maybe another teacher she hated, but to say rival class. All right, come on now, come so on. That might now. be where the real problem is, right there. First of all, why are there rivalries in? Um, <laughs> I believe it's in elementary school. I'm just trying to figure out what kind of rivalry in a classroom. Oh, sorry. When I say elementary school, I'm wrong. I'm right. Kindergarten. This is what I'm talking about. Rival teacher in kindergarten. All right. Keep going. Keep going. So on March 27, 2019, she added nitrite to porridge that was fed to the other instructor's class for breakfast. <laughs> Now, nitrate, well, most people don't know what that is. That's used. To, it's a type of salt used to cure meats. 
But if you eat it, if you ingest it, it becomes poisonous. And I believe it makes your body uh, unable to um, unable to take in oxygen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You you may ask, why am I laughing? What in the world, Brandon? What in the Brandon, world, Brandon? She put poison. Look, I I don't need to know what nitrous or nitrate or or or, or, or I don't even know what that is. nitro is. You put poison in the other students' porridge. Excuse me, soup porridge. What in the world? Rice porridge. All because she had a beef with a rival teacher. This is like the East Coast West Coast battle back in the nineties. My fault for make sure all your kids don't grow. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you, you're going to sit there and act like you didn't just say what you just said. <laughs> China, China goes all strong with this, talking about how they don't have school shootings, but they do have child poisonings. Why would you poison the children of a rival teacher? Was she trying to like you know set her up like, oh, look, ha, 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 my kids actually live. <laughs> <laughs> forget graduate forget gpas forget how many kids come out educated my kids live it's not about standardized testing this is about standardized living <laughs> man she's such a terrible t- teacher all 24 of her kids die somebody said are you serious wang young's criminal motives are despicable her viciousness is extremely deep her criminal methods and plot are extremely bad, and the consequences are particularly serious. Now, here's where it does get somber. No, real quick, real quick. You got to be crazy, though. There, there's no... Got to be... Cr- Jeremy, got to be If you crazy. poison somebody else's, maybe the person you hate, that's terrible, but I've heard of it. Poisoning children, kindergartners, Brandon. For something they had nothing to do with. To get back at somebody else. So, here's the deal. And I'm laughing at the absurdity of it. It's not the funny. Absurdity. It ain't funny. But part of it is, I mean, a little bit, I mean, the idea of it is just ridiculous. It feels like this is South Park. Yeah. (laughs) But in real life. So 23 students got sick. One actually died, which is why she got sentenced to death. But do you know what the kicker is, Jeremy? What? This was not her first time using nitrite. According to this, it says that I believe two years earlier, she used it on her husband. She poisoned her husband. How, how do they know that, they, that that she used it against her husband, though? I don't know. In 2017, she poisoned her husband by putting nitrite she had purchased online in his water glass after an argument. <laughs> I feel so not sorry. Not because he cheated. I not feel, because he beat her. I feel Because so of so, an argument. I feel so sorry for him. Do you know what kind of life he lives? Uh, if, if he's still I'm living. Say, if he's still living. Say, he's glad to be living life. And second of all, what kind of vetting process is this? This this lady poisoned her husband. How in the world can she get a job teaching kindergartners? That should be a prerequisite. Uh, must not have tried to kill your husband. <laughs> <laughs> or anyone else. I feel like they ask way more questions over here when you're trying to get a job. I feel like that's a basic one. Have you tried to, have you, do you currently or have you ever poisoned somebody for any reason at all? That's crazy, though. How can you poison your husband and then still be a, 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 a kindergarten school teacher? I have no idea. Legit, legit, don't understand that. Or not in jail. Or not in jail. No idea. But somehow, some way, she made it to live another day. But she won't be for long because she's sentenced to death. And in China, they do not play. They don't play. Say what you want. They do not play. They don't like people playing on their phone. They don't or, like playing with their food. Or in their classrooms, okay? <laughs> Check that. So when uh, keeping it real goes wrong, donkey of the day, Wayne Young, basically. Yeah. Oh, so that's that for pop culture for this week. 
I just couldn't believe it when I saw that story. I knew we had to talk about it. Um, I hope that your other children are, are healthy now. I'm sure they gave their parents quite a scare and, uh, condolences to the child who did pass because that was ridiculous. Um, so that's where the story does get somber, but the rest of it is just don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. Wrap me, boys. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. All right. Time to recap all Okie State. Jeremy, what do you have to say? I said, I tweeted out, it's a good thing that we don't do podcasts right after games. And I stick by that because at the end of the game, we're always emotional. I was extremely emotional because I hate losing games. I feel like we should win. Yeah, they're number 13 or number 15 or whatever they are. But with a backup freshman quarterback playing, that's not what I saw from the game. So I left the game like, you know, days afterwards, I feel a little better about certain things. And you're able to reflect, you know, and, and settle in on, you know, there's some better things that are happening at West Virginia. Our running game was a lot better. And, and you called that early in the game. You said that early in the game. Our, our running game looked good. But I'm just still frustrated on the fact of not being able to put up points. You can say whatever you want about the running game. You can talk about their offense or the out, uh, offensive uh, output. It comes down to points. And it comes down to wins and losses. It's it's one of the things where I understand trust the po- process, trust the climb, and I do. But... With that being said, I'm also tired of having to be patient. And that's what we have to be. We we want to see um, things getting better. And that's what we saw. Better. But we're still not where we need to be. In that game, we had a chance to win the game. I felt like we were the better team. Penalties? See, that's where I don't agree. I don't agree that we're the better team. I do think we had a chance to win the game. But the better team, I don't agree with that at all. I think three out of four times we beat them. With a backup quarterback, we beat them three out of four times. Brandon, we had 150, 100 and some penalty yards. We had a a fumble by the quarterback taken back for a touchdown. We had a muffed field goal kick. Every break that could have went, went to them. Um, And we still were in it to the very end, to the very last seconds. My problem is, I feel like we ran the ball well, but our pass blocking was, was, was terrible. I'm sorry, it was terrible. And then sometimes our receivers got off blocks. Sometimes Deggy saw him. Sometimes Deggy didn't. But I think the big thing was the timing that he had to throw the ball. The offensive line did not give him time to throw the ball. Deggy was pressured on half of his dropbacks. That's what I'm saying. 50%. He was 0 for 8 on plays of 20 yards or more. So I hear people saying stuff about Deggy. I didn't think Deggy was a problem. He missed a couple deep throws, but he wasn't missing them, you know, like some other quarterbacks that we've had. I felt like a bigger deal with was him not getting a time. I also felt like because of us not getting time, I felt like our play calling needed to be more creative, and it wasn't. You kept saying, run the ball. I get it. Run the ball. Run the ball is working. But the problem is you can't take up six minutes running the ball and not get into the end zone. Yeah, but they didn't even give it a chance. Letty balled, Jeremy. Letty had 86 yards after contact. He averaged four yards per carry. I, I think they did give it a chance, and then we we put put it out by he, the 30-yard line. He averaged line. four yards per carry. They did not give him the ball enough, in my opinion. He, the, 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 I think the big issue was when you get down 17 nothing. I wanted. I'm so sick of not putting pressure on freshman quarterbacks who come to play us. I wanted to put pressure. How many times did you hear that freshman quarterback's name? Not that often. You know why? Because they got up 17 points. When you get let another team get up 17 points, now all of a sudden 
They don't have to put pressure on the quarterback. We don't have to see them throw down the field. I think our pl- defense played really well. But also, when you're playing Oklahoma State and you're going into conservative mode and you're saying, hey, you know what? Their offense can't sustain drives. They don't have to do anything. That quarterback was under no pressure because of our offense and because of getting down early. And it was tough. And I like that Neil Brown said it. In Neil Brown's interview, he said it. He said, this may be one of the toughest losses I've had since I've been here. He didn't sugarcoat it. He kept it real, you know? And that's how we feel, you know? It's tough to lose a game that you should win. You got to win the games that you can. That's a good point. I like what you said better there. You got to win the games that you can, not should, because I don't think we should have won, but we could have won. You know what I mean? So what? my big thing is... <clears throat> I don't think we're the better team, Jeremy. We did not. <clears throat> Pro Football Focus said we did not have a single offensive player that was above a 64 rating. Not a single player. That's tough. And we had 16 negative plays. We averaged 1.6 yards per carry because of sacks and negative plays, like what you're talking about. I don't think we should have. I don't think we were the better team. Our offensive line is, Jeremy, our offensive line is horrid. The thing is, it's not as bad Pass as. Pass blocking. Pass protection is terrible. Thank you. Thank you. But even with running, Letty had 86 yards after contact, meaning he was getting hit at the line of scrimmage and then making runs. He was making people miss. He was knocking people down, stiff-arming them to the ground. I will say, I will say, um, Neil Brown, after dissecting the video, he said Mike Brown played really well. Chase Barrett played really well. Michael Laughlin blocked really well at tight end. But it's the tackles. It's the tackles on that pass blocking, man. You know who our highest graded offensive lineman was? Zach Frazier. True freshman from West Virginia. Playing for his hometown school. Highest of all the offensive linemen he graded out. So in my opinion, he should be starting. Yeah, it, you know what? And people you're take that freshman. If you get him starting now, what's it going to be in four years? Yeah. Neil Brown also called out. Uh, he called out my, my, uh, Mike Brown and Chase Barrett. But he also talked about Winston Wright playing well. Um, he gave it up for Letty once again, topping 100 yards. Uh, he talked about on defense, a day, uh, Darius, Tyke Smith, Tony Fields, the same old names. People get down on our defense. Uh, hopefully, I haven't, I haven't seen anybody get down on our defense. I thought our defense played pretty well. I saw lots of people get down on our defense. Really? In fact, I started arguing with people on Twitter about it. I don't like to argue with people on Twitter. No, we gave up 200 yards, but really it was one rush and one drive at the end of the game. Now, what I will say, and I will kill them for is they gave up a seven-minute drive at the end of the game with, I think, three or four four third-down conversions, and we couldn't stop the bleeding when we needed it the most. But overall— One was was a weak pass interference call that kept the drive going early on in that drive. Um, I will will say that. I believe it was against a fortune. Um— but I thought you're right. You got to get a stop when you have to have a stop, and they did not get one at the, on the last drive. Yeah, that that's the only time I look at them and say, "Hey, look, need to do something better." The rest of the game, you gave our our offense an opportunity to win. Tony Fields with that amazing interception. How many times did we back them up and get great field position, and we never capitalized? We had to put pressure on their freshman quarterback to play and throw passes, and he never had to. That's why you never heard his name. Like I said, the 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 the, the fumble recovered for a touchdown was huge because that right there set in stone. Hey, we could put it on cruise control. It gave me flashbacks of the Oklahoma game a, few, a couple of years ago with Will Greer. 
in Morgantown. It gave me flashbacks. I knew as soon as he scooped, he was going to score. I knew there was no way we were going to stop him. And I don't really, like, I hear, the other thing, two things that I heard people saying, or saw people saying on Twitter and Facebook, and um, that I completely disagree with. One, that the defense didn't play well. People saying we needed Vic Coning. Yeah. Vic, yes, that, no. Vic Coning is not the reason we lost. He's not even close. The defense played well. They graded out very well. Um, and they only gave up 20 points to Oklahoma State on the road. And 20 points late, if you want to be honest. You want to give that seven points late right there. Um, we got to finish drives, man. We got to finish drive. You got to score in the red zone. How many more yards did we have uh, than them? How many? How much longer did we possess the ball? And yet we couldn't finish. We we kicked field goals. We missed field goals. We botched field goals. Um, you got to finish drives. Everybody knows that. But the thing with that wait, being wait, said, real quick, the other thing I was going to say I didn't agree with is people want to blame COVID, saying we didn't have enough time to practice. I saw that garbage too. Garbage. Guess what? It's garbage. You know why it's garbage? Because Oklahoma State had the same exact amount of time. Exactly. Exactly. There were restrictions on every program in the nation. We are not the only ones who had COVID restrictions. So you cannot put COVID. Everybody's in the same deal. It's not like it's not like what's going to happen with Tennessee and Pittsburgh this week, where Tennessee doesn't get to practice all week and then got to play a game on Monday or Tuesday. Everybody had the same deal. Here's the thing: we're not killing everybody. I'm just saying, like, if we're going to keep it real, and, and Neil Brown said this, and so did um, Coach Leslie. They put it on themselves too. And I think that's that's a good point to put it on them because when you have over 100 yards of penalties, how many times we get up there and try to snap it quick? Now, granted, that's some on the quarterback, but we, we, we have to be going over this stuff. One of the worst ones was the timeout, that the waste ba- of timeouts. Bad timeouts. Bad timeouts, penalties. I thought it was poor coaching, I bad, thought, and I thought it was poor execution. And, and uh, Bad timeouts, penalties, and turnovers are indicative of what? Bad coaching. And I don't care who it is. So if you didn't like a coach... It's one thing, like, I like Neil Brown. Neil Brown fits our culture. I like what he says. I like the way he acts. I like what he's doing off the field. That does not absolve you from what you do in the game. And I think there are a lot of people who like Neil Brown, who believe in him, like I do, who think that that means you can't say anything bad about him. I trust the climb. This, though, was a step back, a step back in my opinion. I believe this was a step back. This felt like last year. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. This kind of game last year, I would have said, hey, look, we're learning, we're, we're growing, we're getting better. You had two weeks to prepare for this game, and we still had that amount of penalties. We had two weeks to prepare for this game, and we still, I felt like offensively, we didn't have any imagination, you know? Exactly. I, that's what I was going to say. When are you going to pull the rabbit out of your hat? When are you going to do something that nobody's expecting? I don't know what... I feel like they're too conservative. Gerard Parker and Neil Brown, excuse me, whatever they're doing, it's too conservative. They've got to come up with something when you've got nothing. When nothing's working. And, and those tackles, you can say, oh, well, our tackles did give them time to throw. Well, you know that during practice. You know that going into the game. You know? So give me, give me, give me Garrett Green out there to run, you know, the real option. Where he can fake the handoff and take off running himself. Does he need to play the whole game? No, but just give me give me some like quirks. Give me something to boost the offense to get it going. That's why I like what you what Neil Brown said, which he took responsibility as a coach for his coaching. So anybody who gets mad at us for saying that coaching was part of this, Neil Brown said it himself. Leslie said it. Jordan Leslie said yeah, it. Yeah, they all said it. And it's the truth. They got out coached. And what you were saying about the offensive line, you know that in practice. They did not. They believed that their they believed their offensive line was ready. 
which is interesting because five of their offensive linemen graded below a 30 out of 100 it's by crazy. Pro Football Focus. It's crazy. It's terrible. Now, I know we got to give credit where credit's due, too. Oklahoma State's a good team. Oh, oh, that's secondary. Like they said, they got four NFL draft picks. That defense is nasty. Their backfield, their running backs. But when I watched, they were beatable on Saturday. They've been beatable two Saturdays in a row. So it's a big it's a big deal. But you know what? This is gonna happen. We're only the second year into the climb, the second game into the second year. Um and, and these games are gonna happen. So hopefully Neil Brown and the and the the team really rallies around and figures out what's going on to get it straight and get it right. I say it, you know, I said it and I say it every year. There's some games you gotta put in a bag, beat it with a stick, and throw, throw it on the highway. highway. And that's what we have to do. You know why, Brandon? Because we got the Sugar Bowl Bears coming in. It's funny because sometimes you think of Baylor and you're like, oh, this is going to be 70-62 shootout. Oh, we're going to smash this team. They're like Rutgers. And then you have last year where they're actually a really good team. Yeah. Don't forget it. I, I You know what the truth is? I forgot. Until I started looking, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot they went to the Sugar Bowl. I forgot they played Georgia really well. I forgot they went to the Big 12 Championship last year. This team is a good team. And they so, got Aranda, who is a good coach, defensive coordinator from LSU. Yeah. So he, he knows what he's doing. So we don't have time to sit here and wallow. Hey, figure out what happened. Figure out what went wrong. Figure out how we how figure out how we get better and let's move on to Baylor. So let's go. Let's get on to Baylor. Well, I want to say one thing real quick. You were right. I was wrong. You were worried about the receivers. I was never worried about the receivers. I was wrong. They got bullied. And they weren't ready for it. 50-50 balls are not 50-50 balls when it comes to West Virginia. They're 90-10 balls. 90 for the defense, 10 for us. Where was TJ Simmons? He made some big catches. I don't know. Maybe it's a coaching thing. Maybe he has an attitude problem. I just looked and thought he needs to be on the field more. I saw him some. He needed to be on the field way more. I agree. He seemed like he needed more snaps. From a talent perspective, obviously if there's something else going on behind doors, that's something else. But if Before, there's something going on behind the doors, why is he playing at all? I don't know. All I'm saying is from what I see talent-wise, TJ got to be on the field. He's got to be on the field. Lil Fufu got to be on the field because he balled. But you're right. Put it in the bag, beat it with a stick, throw it on the highway, on to Baylor. What do I think about Baylor? What do you think about Baylor, Jeremy? I was trying to give you the go-ahead so I can look on my nose. Oh, well, what I think about Baylor is I think Baylor's a good team, well-coached. It's hard to decide exactly what they are because all their games got canceled until they played Kansas, and Kansas is a bad football team. And it's really hard to gauge what you're getting when you play a bad football team. However, I know for a fact they got a playmaker, uh, a dude named, well, let me see what his name is, Tristan Ebner. Tristan Ebner, two kickoff returns for touchdowns and he's running back for them so he's a big play explosive guy we got to watch for him um they only gave up 14 points 47 to 14 14 and and it's not just about giving up points they look good that's one of the we see we see him go to the sugar bowl last year and they actually look good they're down there in texas they get athletes don't get it twisted baylor gets athletes they lost a whole lot i think but they lost nine starters on defense and, but you watch what they did get against Kansas, and they still look good. With that Bernard dude, number two, the linebacker, yep, yep. two and a half sacks. Like, like yeah, they get safety. after it. Yeah, they, they get after it. Um, what's the guy's name uh, who came from LSU, their head coach? Aranda. Aranda. 
Aranda. Aranda knows what it is to be a winner. He he coached the LSU defense down there. Um, you can see how much respect Neil Brown everybody has for him. And it looks like immediately they take all his personality and they start playing defense. Baylor looked good on defense. Um, I think they ran for 200 yards. Uh, they did. They ran for 230 yards. They ran for 200 yards against. And here's the thing: they're not playing. I don't know. Uh, Texas Southwest State. You know, they might as well be Kansas is bad. Kansas is bad, but Kansas is not. I mean, they are garbage. But Kansas is garbage. Kansas is they're not garbage. Eastern, they're not. Les e- Miles is overrated. They're not Eastern Kentucky University. They're not okay? Eastern Kentucky. They're not. But they're bad. So to run over them the way they did, um, and to look as confident at, confident as they did. You know, last year we played pretty well against them. Uh, Brewer. I feel Brewer, like if Deggy played, we would have beaten them last year. Brewer, Brewer, uh, Charlie Brewer, as as Jamaliday Jamaliday says, is a chain mover. He's one of those dudes who just gets first downs. He knows how to make it happen. Yeah, he can do it with his feet. He can throw throw it. I. You know what's interesting to me? What? Remember Darius talking about they're soft, yelling at the crowd. They're yeah, soft. Yeah. He said that last year, and they proved it. They backed it up. They backed it up. West Virginia backed it up. Them boys got after him. I wonder how much that is going to be motivation. Like, I wonder how much better they actually are Darius on that offensive on, line. Darius posted on his Instagram story. I low key, I like it when they talk crap. Well, guess what, Darius? You talk crap. Now their team gets that motivation. But I believe in Darius and Dante. They played well against Oklahoma State. I feel like they're going to be hungry coming into this game. Um, so I'm not worried about our defensive line. I'm just not. Yeah. I mean, even last last week, you know, we gave him 200 yards rushing, but that's really on one big run and, and one drive at the end of the well, game. We gave, up, uh, we gave up over 100 yards on two runs. That's what I'm saying. I thought our defense played pretty well overall. Like, we gave up a couple big runs, but that was not the story of the game. So this game in particular, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just I'm just ready to see what we got. I'm, I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see if Neil Brown makes adjustments. We all talked about Dana not making adjustments in game. We all talked about how Dana didn't make adjustments once the other team caught up. He didn't make he didn't make the adjustment the other team always did. I'm seeing the same thing out of Neil Brown. I'm curious to see if Neil Brown will make the adjustments this time. He's going to have to if he's going to be successful in in the Big Twelve. And I'm going to be irritated because here's the thing: I think Deggy. Honestly, I'm not down on Deggy at all. I think he missed a couple throws. I think he played solid. Um. I think he's a good quarterback, a good quarterback for us. But if you don't have time to throw the ball, then maybe it's time to bring in a quarterback who can scramble out that pocket. Once again, I'm not putting on Deggy, but if Deggy can't get out and run and there's no threat to run, I'm sorry. I'd like to see Green. I'm telling you, Brandon, if we lose this game and then all of a sudden here a couple games later, oh, well, let's see Garrett Green. He rips it up. I'm going to be irritated. You mean to tell me you couldn't have inculcated some of that during a real game? Yeah, I don't know about that because I don't know what Garrett Green knows about the offense. I don't know what he knows about what they need him to do. He's a true freshman. And and the Eagles camp, now granted, pros and college are two different things. Jalen Hurts gets some snaps to run specific special plays where the defense has to stay honest. That's what I want to see. Bring him I, in. I Let him fake that. the handoff. He doesn't have to know the whole playbook. Give him just some options of just quirkiness. Makes the de- defense think. Last game, we all knew what was coming every play. And Daggy never kept it on that on that ever. He never kept it on that option on the um keep on say RPO, which I guess it is technically an RPO. But anyway. Um I I you're not gonna see Garrett Green, Jeremy. How long did it take us to see Jared Daggy, a guy who's proven a proven winner? How long did it take us to see him last year? You're not going to see it. 
that was different. I think that was strategy of not ruining his redshirt year. So he got his full four games in at the end of the year. This year is a free one. Put him in. If we can't block for, if we can't block the quarterback long enough, put him in to run some kind of special play, the triple option. You know, something in the backfield where when you fake the handoff, you actually have a real opportunity for the quarterback to keep it to keep the defense honest. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And our special teams are going to have to be on point. Like I mentioned already, they gave, they had two kickoff returns for touchdowns last last game. We gave up one against EKU that got called back for a penalty. Sorry. Very interested to see if we are prepared for um what they're going to do special teams wise. No, it, it is a big deal. This is a this is a huge game. It's terrible that this early in the year we could be like this is a huge game against like, Baylor. Huge game against Baylor because if you lose that pretty much, I mean, I'm not saying we have a shot at the Big 12 championship anyway. We don't. But nobody else looks really that strong. But Oklahoma State, to me. So if you lose, that 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 sews it up. You're down, you're 0-2 in the conference. Let's go ahead and play for the um, peach, apricot, uh, Well, they already said there's no, there's, no win total, there's no win total necessary for bowl games this year. That's why I said the peach, apricot, stiletto bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to get, but... Um, I do know that it's it's a wrap, like you said, for the Big 12 Conference if we can't win Saturday. We're three-point dogs. That's how it started out Um, at home, three-point dogs at home, which means we'll probably be about a touchdown dog on the road, which is what we were last week against Oklahoma State. Um, You want to make a prediction? Mm, don't care to. I don't think we win. Yeah. I, I just see us fight through and, and win these close games. These games where, you know, sometimes things don't go right, but we still win. I, I need to see it. I'd like to see it. I just haven't seen it. So we'll see. All right. There it is. Boom. There it is. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.